All right, it's week 18, 2021. Facebook wants us to think they're helping out creators. Reddit is shock doing audio. And there's a newish player that wants to take some of Amazon's lunch money. Let's get to it. Welcome to Clickbait and Switch, a marketing podcast that tries to cut through the bullshit and hook you up with what you need to know, what you don't, and what stories should be getting more love than they're getting. I'm Mark Delinsky. On the other mic is Gisela Slizer. Today, we're going to start with Instagram's new marketplace for influencers. So last week, Mark Zuckerberg revealed some plans during a live stream for this new marketplace. Break it down, Gisela. I think that's the same live stream, actually, they used to test, you guessed it, sound only for Instagram. Oh, shocker. It's wild. It's wild. They're just like Instagram, great for pictures and stuff. Oh, wait. No, we're going to do all these other things and now sound only? Like, what is Instagram if not just a sleeker version of Facebook? Okay, we're starting with the rant in this episode. Boom! Coming in hot! So back to the marketplace. There's no timetable yet for when this and the other features they announced will roll out. But what they did say is that creators... What are creators getting? Creators are getting creator shops, which are basically business shops, but for individuals, even if they are businesses, but, you know, name creators. Um, but there are different types of profiles. So now they'll be able to do shops and sell items they're promoting in their content. Will that, of course, an integrated ad offer will come as well. But the most interesting piece, it's an affiliate recommendation marketplace, which would also match creators with brands for partnership opportunities. But this is kind of Facebook trying to gain allies in a way, because Mark Zuckerberg explained that he wants to set up a system for influencers to get royalties for what they're promoting. And one assumes that on top of being paid to create the content as well, right? That's the first thing. But now really, this is starting to sound a little bit like a mix of music industry meets Amazon affiliate links. Well, it's kind of wild. Like, it's like, okay, so you're going to create the content and you're influencing people, then you're going to get some royalties based off the performance of your posts somehow based on some metric that they're hiding behind the scenes at the moment. But then you could also have your page full of like, these are other things that I recommend, which are your kind of affiliate links. Then you can get a cut of that. I mean, it's like we've hit like an age where everybody is an actual brand now. Yes, I think that's it. You're right, Mark. And it feels like they're just building a new advertising platform, but for the era of no cookies. It's a marketplace for advertisement. That's what it is. So Zuckerberg hinted that this could create some kind of creator middle class with, quote, favorable terms for creators. So they're going all in, you know, positioning themselves as like the friends of these creators and, you know, the good guys looking out for new talent and giving them the platform or whatever. But it's all bullshit. Yeah, there is a bit of a Tupperware feeling to it in my uh, in my mind somehow. But, you know, they are trying to create a framework, which is great for creators who are otherwise negotiating all these things outside of the platform. So in the new tool, first of all, it might enable smaller creators that are less well known, perhaps to get leads more easily. But also the platform is set to include frameworks for commission rates, which will make establishing the deals way easier. The question is, will Instagram take a cut? At the moment, they're not saying they will, but really it's enabling the whole transaction to happen within the same platform. I mean, if I were going to look at it through a positive lens, which isn't necessarily what I, I tend to do, I mean, this could give, as you were saying, different types of creators more opportunities. Maybe that helps with diversity, different types of people who wouldn't necessarily been as more mainstream sort of in the previous era. Maybe that's great. I mean, and it's good for the brands because 
Facebook and Instagram, as you noted, the cookie-less future. You're trying to keep more people on your platform, consuming content where they already are. It's exactly what they need to be doing at this point in time. Yeah, it's bringing some structure to to the whole deal. But yeah, it really feels like we've been talking about this offline, Mark, a little bit, how the digital world is becoming like these little digital islands that people will have to um, set their homes in, let's say. And so whether you're an Instagram person, an Apple person, an Amazon person, it's like with this whole new reality of no cookies, no third-party cookies, and not being able to track users. The companies that can expand their offer will do so and are doing so as much as possible to keep people within their own platform as much as possible. So it's really siloing the internet world. All right, let's move on to the radar and what we've, what's caught our eye this week. So WhatsApp business users can now initiate ads from the app by selecting an item from their WhatsApp catalog and quickly turn it into a Facebook or Instagram ad with a button directing viewers back to their WhatsApp profile. I mean, it sounds a little complicated for the user, but for businesses, it's another option. Previously, it was either Facebook or Instagram where you had to go to initiate the buying process. Kind of sounds like non-news, but it's significant because it's another step towards WhatsApp becoming a full-feature commerce platform for a variety of players. Also, would you say, Mark, that easings are making a comeback of sorts? No, but they might be. They might be. Maybe we're not catching on to something here. We did recently bash LinkedIn's online magazine PDF. Oh, it's because it was terrible. It was like clip art from 1999. Well, guess what? Uh, this episode, we're talking a lot about Facebook, but Instagram has come up with their first easing issue. And it's a nine page PDF with things like hashtag trending, at shop small business spotlight and influencer, or I should say creator interviews. So that's interesting, easing by Instagram. Instagram Live now lets users mute and turn off the video. Last week we talked about the new audio features coming to Facebook and now Instagram is starting them on its own platform. This is what I was saying earlier that uh, Mark Zuckerberg used the same Instagram Live to introduce marketplaces and sound off. TikTok is introducing lead generation forms, which sounds very un-TikTok-like. <laughs> it sounds very corporate, lead gen. People will be able, or brands will be able to run ads to get, quote, leads, which can be downloaded manually or integrated with the business's CRM or just be immediately activated for more advertisement. Uh, when users submit their information to TikTok, a privacy notice will be displayed stating that the platform is collecting information and linking to the, the privacy policies that nobody ever reads. And then the personal information will be collected directly by the brands and it's presumably not seen by TikTok or any Chinese government affiliate. That's what you think. And now Spotify is launching paid podcasts through the Anchor feature, starting in the U.S. and then rolling out internationally soon. Podcasters are going to be able to mark selected episodes of subscriber-only content. And they're also looking to get around the App Store payments, which also explains a new relationship with Facebook that we talked about last week and incorporating their viewers into the Facebook app. Should we try some paid content, Mark? What do you think? Why not? That's what I say. So the big bait of the week is that Reddit is testing Reddit Talk. Shock, it's a Clubhouse clone. My big question is, when does Clubhouse just disappear? Because everybody 
is already doing it on all the other platforms. So Reddit's voice chat experience looks a lot like Clubhouse, except that listeners can react to speakers using a Reddit set of emojis, different than the usual ones. So you get to talk and play with new emojis. Uh, Reddit talk will also live within subreddits, which are an individual forums focused on a given topic or theme. They do have a right to test it. Sure. I mean, we're just getting to this point where audio is table stakes. So, I mean, the big concern must be for Clubhouse, who must see their sort of corporate value disintegrating around them because they're not unique anymore. Everyone's doing exactly what they were doing at the start of the year. They set the trend. Moving on to the switch of the week, and that is shipping and delivery. So if your business hasn't mastered this, you are probably fucked. So one of the big takeaways of how e-commerce has accelerated as a result of the pandemic is this idea of fulfillment. So getting stuff delivered to you. So within a year, offers like Amazon Prime are paying for Uber to deliver. They used to be kind of luxuries, and now they're necessities. So even now, as the pandemic eases off for some of us, and maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part, consumers are way used to fast and easy deliveries, and there's no going back. So the first challenge for most retailers is, how are you going to compete with Amazon Prime? But in the U.S. for now, that might be changing, right, Gisela? Yes, there's a new deal struck by Adobe and FedEx. So as of now or the near future, if you use Adobe Commerce for your e-com needs, you will get FedEx's ShopRunner service, which provides free-to-day shipping for members along with free returns. So a little background on who these guys are, if we're naming a bunch of people that confuse you, we're all, you know, Adobe as the maker of pretty cool software that we use to design and make things to create. Adobe also has a bunch of other products, including Adobe Commerce, uh, which was enabled by their purchase of Magento, a CMS content management system built for e-commerce, which they recently bought a couple of years ago, I think. And now they want to compete with Shopify. In fact, if you Google Adobe Commerce and go to the website, one of the first things you see is an article that says uh, Magento versus Shopify. Personally, I think they're very different things. Magento is a bit more technical and complex and Shopify is more like for the masses. So if you are into blogging or website making or small business, for example, it's like WordPress versus Squarespace with WordPress being more like Magento and Squarespace like Shopify. But anyways, with the new deal, this will entice more small businesses to come to Adobe Commerce because they'll get access to ShopRunner. Yeah, so ShopRunner, this is a membership program or tool that connects retailers to brands to shoppers. So the shoppers who are members enjoy benefits like two-day shipping, free return shipping, and shops get to sort of tap into FedEx's network because FedEx owns ShopRunner. So Canadians and other countries, this only works in the U.S. for the moment, but this seems like something Shopify should be all over. Even goddamn Canada Post could figure out how to do this. Pure later should get involved. So the deal is that online vendors who don't sell through Amazon Prime or Walmart Plus can theoretically offer similar benefits to those massive players. So according to Peter Sheldon, the Senior Director of Commerce Strategy at Adobe, he said one of the biggest causes of cart abandonment and purchase anxiety is shipping. So having that clear branded free two-day shipping offering is huge for consumers. And he's not going to get an argument from us, I don't think. No, I, I would agree. It's one of the most annoying slash stressful situations. You find something and then it turns out it's like $20 more expensive and it's going to arrive maybe in a month and a half. So that makes you wonder if you should support that business or go to Amazon. Yeah. And what's kind of cool that I think is it's not just the buying, it's the returns process in the US anyways, it's going to be super convenient because Adobe vendors get this access to ShopRunner and thus FedEx. 
they're going to get free two-day shipping and returns via FedEx. So it's going to be really quick and easy. I mean, everybody has a return system, but if you can make that even more seamless as well, it's going to be another advantage for people using this service. Big time. Returns is really a frontier that needs to be exploded and explored by companies at the moment. Like It's such a deterrent sometimes, especially in a time where we can go to a store and try things out and test them out. Like We saw industries like mattresses, for example, that kind of disrupted the service now. I haven't bought one, so I don't know what the actual return process is, but it allows you to easily shop and return without going to the store. Car industry is also disrupting this with like week-long test drives that with the cars that are delivered to your door and then you can return it if not. But returning simple items remains, quite frankly, a pain in the ass. You have to make sure you keep the box or find a new one. It's not environmentally friendly. You have to have a printer or access to one because really the sticker comes printed with the product. And then you have to find the location. Anyways, it's a big convoluted thing that's short from convenient. So yeah, the big takeaway is that in Canada right now, there isn't a service such as ShopRunner. I don't know if that's a big takeaway, but it's it's a point to be made anyways. There's a similar app used by Shopify that's called the Shop App, which brings together all the purchases from Shopify merchants and allows you to really track and manage your orders and view how much carbon is being offset with your purchase shipments. But Shopify does not offer any shipping benefits like the free shipping or the returns. So at least in the US, Adobe can kind of wedge itself in between Amazon and Shopify at the moment. And that's what we saw this week. Thanks to CloudRaker for providing support for our podcast, but we should state that these opinions are obviously our own. Thanks to Chanel for editing the crap out of this. And uh, anything else, Gisela? Don't forget to subscribe and share and uh, feel free to write to us and send us your comments. For the love of God, listen and tell your friends. (laughs) Bye. See you next week. Bye.